Welcome to the Crown Yourself Podcast, where together we build your empire and transform your subconscious stories about what's possible for your business, body, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm a master mindset coach, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, known to my clients as a game changer. Each week, you get the conscious leadership strategies you need to help you reign with courage, clarity, and confidence so that you too can make the income and impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your royal invitation to step into your full potential and reign in your divine purpose. Your sovereignty starts here and your reign is now. Happy Coronation Day, my fellow sovereigns. I know this isn't exactly on the Coronation Day. The Coronation Day actually happened on the eclipse. Interesting. Interesting choice of days. And you can't have a company called Crown Yourself and have an agency called Communication Queens without addressing the coronation. I'm just going to lay it out here. I have my crown on. Yes, I do. I figured I would be whimsical and fun and bust it out because I literally, in our house, I realize I have an entire shelf just dedicated to crowns. And it makes me so happy. <laughs> it's literally the top shelf in our closet. And I was like, I should pull one out and wear one just for fun. So if you're watching the video, yes, the crown is on. It's actually the one that I wore at my wedding to Spike, obviously. And I figured what better day than on Coronation Day. So why is Coronation Day a big deal? Obviously, if you're British, if you're from the UK, Ireland, Scotland, like the Australia, I guess, any place that was colonized by Britain, Coronation has mixed feelings. And I know there's been a hashtag like abolish the monarchy and whatnot. And yet people flooded the streets for Coronation Day. Like it was wall to wall people. I saw the pictures. And my question is, why in this day and age are people still literally flooding the streets to celebrate royal bloodlines? It's an honest question, right? Like we have, especially in America, like didn't we separate from Great Britain? But politics aside, this is why I believe that the coronation has such a massive internal impact because let's look let's chunk up as the visionary leaders that we are and imagine from the space of systemic impact on a culture right so we as humans we desire so desperately to have our own sovereignty that's why i created my company like that's why i started my coaching business was to help people tap into this natural, intrinsic desire to have greater sovereignty and agency over their decisions, claiming their power as an individual, having freedom. Like, I can definitely say, having coached leaders for the past seven years, almost a decade now, is that the number one thing that most people are seeking when they come to coaching, or at least when they come to me, is that they want more freedom. And yet, it's the one thing that most terrifies us. So, why? Why? Because with great power comes great responsibility. And power can be in the form of money. Money, power, think of power as an energy source. Power is a form of energy. We power up our homes. We power up our cars if you have an electric car. We power things. We power our phones. We power our devices. Power is an electric impulse and power is also in the form of money. Power is a form of energy. 
Freedom is a form of energy. Autonomy is a form of energy. And with any of those comes greater responsibility. If you want to have greater energy in the form of money, you also have to manage your assets. You have to invest. There are certain things to, that you need to do to stay on top of your money and manage your money responsibly, right? But even Freud made the argument that people don't really want freedom because they don't want the responsibility that comes with it. Even though I work with so many leaders who want more freedom in their business, who want to have more autonomy, more joy, more sparkle, more energy in their life and business, there is a responsibility that comes with that. And so in the system that we currently live in, we have very regularly and been commonly taught to pass the buck of responsibility to someone else, a king, a queen, a government, a political party. Instead of owning our own conscious commitment to ourself and how we rule our own lives consciously in relationship with others and the planet. When we desire to have greater energy, then we must then become the generator of that energy. We must generate the energy. As my mentor, Brendan Bouchard says, the power plant doesn't have energy, it generates it. It means we have to prepare our bodies, our lives to be have a greater capacity for greater generation of energy, greater generation of power. And isn't that interesting, the word generate? generate, stemming from the verb version of generation. So when you think of these systems of power, they've been in place for generations and thus allow them to generate more power. So these systems, I'm not saying they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. We're being completely politically neutral. Looking at it from a systemic perspective, these systems allow us to project our responsibility onto the generating generations of rulership, projecting our own sovereignty outside of ourselves to allow them to govern us, allowing them to be sovereign. But ultimately, really, royals are people. The king is a person. The queen is a person of any country. So people are people. And sure, you can argue that they have more resources, more money, more reputation, aka branding, but ultimately, they are people. And all of those resources started somewhere. It started from someone who chose to generate more energy, to generate an energy of power, in, maybe in the form of money, maybe in the form of dominance. Not Again, not saying this is good or bad, just saying that it started with someone somewhere down the line generations ago who was the one who changed the dynamic, who changed the trajectory for generations. Now, the whole concept around a king, a queen, a sovereign, a sovereign ruler, right, is that they are sovereign, that they are divinely given this leadership position. So what does it mean to claim our own sovereignty in our own lives? Well, it means we best be stepping into some leadership positions because look at all of those resources and responsibilities and, and the money and the reputation, it started somewhere. And what if you 
are the start to the generational wealth that you're creating for your families and for future generations? What if you are the one who changes the generational trajectory for years to come? The thing is about discovering our own sovereignty. It is also in allowing and training our conscious minds to lead our unconscious minds into our highest and best higher consciousness. That's where leadership starts. It starts in the mind first. It starts with us being able to successfully lead ourselves in sovereignty to make clear, informed, intentional decisions and to generate an energy that then ripples forth generationally. So what if you are the one that in this lifetime, you are changing the future of generational wealth for your family? What if what you're building will hold more value in two or five or 10 generations? What if you actually thought about your business like that? It changes the dynamic from, oh, I just want to have a 10K month, right? You are as much living in divine purpose as any other person on this planet, title or not. Because you woke up today with breath in your body, God's source universe says that you are here for a specific reason. You woke up today. There's still greater purpose for you to fulfill. And what if you are that rock that ripples forth, transforming the generational stories for so many families? for the next millennia, like for the next millennia. Because here's the thing, what I've learned from working with extraordinary leaders and being exposed to some extraordinary people is that the 1% of the 1%, they don't think myopically in terms of months, quarters, even years. They think in terms of generations and creating generational impact. If you were to imagine the impact that your business will leave, your empire that you're building will leave in five generations from now, I guarantee you will think differently about every single other decision that you are making. So it's not just about hitting a monthly goal. Well, I'm sure I'm sure they have monthly goals. At the same time, it's the longer term vision beyond their own life. It's a generational impact. So imagine if you just thought about the impact that you have to leave in this world generationally, about the impact that your brand is making five generations from now. So that would be children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, great-great-great-grandchildren. Like, odds are five generations from now, most likely, Longevity breakthroughs aside and longevity science. Thank you, David Sinclair. Longevity breakthroughs aside, odds are probably in five generations, you might not be around. Maybe three. You can see your children, your children's children. And maybe if you're really blessed these days, you'll get to see your great grandchildren. Maybe their infantile stage, but maybe not all the way into seeing what they accomplished and what they achieved beyond you. And here's the thing about generations and generational wealth. 75% of generational wealth is lost within the second generation. 90% is lost by the third. 
So there is something to establishing a systemic ripple and change in how we train generations. Because when we think generationally, we're going to think on how we are impacting our great-grandchildren based on the systems that they're currently operating in today. And my question is, are those systems effective? Are those systems supporting them to be the person who can manage, create, build from whatever it is that you're building today? It's a good question, huh? Personally, from what I can see from a lot of traditional education, is that there's many places where we're not preparing kids for the jobs that they're going to have or managing generational wealth. Being able to understand finances, for one, being able to understand leadership, delegation. I mean, blessed to have a five-year-old who's a little double Leo and he, my goodness, leadership and delegation. Can you get that for me? Can you get that for me? That's like the common thing. He's has no problem with delegation whatsoever. That's an innate characteristic that he has. And that being said, these leadership traits are not necessarily praised in a traditional education system. We currently homeschool my kids. And my son, when he does go to other forms of education and school and whatnot, he has experienced people putting him down, recognizing he's smaller than everyone, and putting him down thinking he's younger than he actually is. Now, looking at that, how is that preparing him to lead? Do people, are we seeing the leader? And this is just an example from my own personal life. Like, is are we showing our kids the value of leadership? Are we training them to see themselves as a leader? I think so often we train and are preparing for a world that may not exist. Like, I think a lot of things in traditional education, many systems are currently changing right now. Right now, like financially, huge. Like there's some major financial changes happening if you follow what's happening in China and Brazil and Russia. Like major financial changes, major educational changes. If you also compare how China is educating children compared to America, very different. China is very focused on AI and developing kids to prepare for a future with robots and AI. Is America doing the same? As far as I can see, not so much. They're focused on other concerns, more cultural concerns, which is fine. And how is that preparing for the future of what the workplace is going to be like? Because the more I have investigated what the future is going to be looking like, the more I have seen how many of the jobs, in fact, it was just recently reported, I think it was by the Wall Street Journal, but don't quote me on that one, uh, that, and I'll, we'll put the link in, inside the description to the article, but that the about 300 million people are going to be out of jobs because of AI. I mean, we're already seeing it in multiple companies. Disney just laid off like 5,000 employees. So we're seeing this systemic change because the middleman for many things is being cut out because of these technological advances. So what we're going to need to be doing is we're going to need to think in story and higher concepts in order to direct the technology and direct some middle management to be able to direct the technology, right? So it's going to be requiring us to step more boldly into leadership. So that being said, AI tangent aside, 
looking at the future changes, like if you were to just marvel, marvel for a moment, take a minute, <laughs> take a minute to be in awe for a moment about how fast and how far technology has come. And then look at, are we preparing our kids, our future generations, to be able to generate the type of energy, the quality of energy that will be required of them for their future jobs, jobs and roles and careers and possibilities for the future that we're creating? I guarantee if you literally just sit and, and marvel at how far we've come, like I was recently reflecting on 20 years ago, less than 20, like about 20 years ago. Yeah. Being a content creator as a job, as having your own business, making videos and putting them up on the internet was not a thing. Not a thing. Now it's a huge thing. Now there's millions of content creators, right? But before, not a thing. Before 20 years ago, how can we think exponentially and generationally when it comes to what we are creating and building? I have said to many a client recently, over conversations around technological advancements, that with AI, we're going to have to look at how we're leading consciously, directing it, because AI is very interesting. It only responds to saying a directive as to what you want. So you have to be able to ask very clear questions and get very clear and specific about what it is that you want. Well, look at how powerful that tool can be for manifesting. Because in order to manifest anything, you have to be very clear and specific about what it is that you want. So it can teach us, we can retrain ourselves when we look at these tools, when we look at the future from a lens of a generational perspective. And how do we need to generate the energy from ourselves into our children or our mentees or our nieces and nephews to prepare the next generation for what is to come? Because sovereignty in our own selves does not just stay with us. Being a sovereign of your life doesn't mean that you, quote unquote, rule as in like lording over other people. It means that you are an aspirational leader that then people aspire to develop and decide and create and find and discover their own sovereignty because if you can, they can too. So being able to assess, to explore how you are leading and what level of responsibility are you cultivating so that your business, your brand, your work, your life's purpose ripples forth generationally. That is how we change systems. They won't change overnight, but they will change. We just have to be conscious about what changes we are wanting to create in the world. And for me, the change that I am constantly focusing on is how can I support my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren in living in an abundant, sustainable, beautiful ecosystem and leading with creativity and imagination and beauty. That's where my focus is. It's up to you to look at how do you want to be the sovereign of your life? And what is the generational ripple that you want to lean into so that whatever it is that you're doing today, whatever it is that you're creating, it goes beyond you. It goes beyond you. And that is how you turn into the one who maybe five generations down, your great-great-grandchildren 
are being heralded with streets of streaming fans and people all celebrating that they helped discover their own sovereignty and autonomy and freedom because of your example. Because you set the tone, you set the pace, you became the aspirational leader to guide others to discover their freedom from within. The freedom that comes from knowing how to master your mind and create something from nothing, which basically is magic. Entrepreneurship is magic. And that is the magic of creating something from nothing, something from absolutely concepts. Like I said, YouTube wasn't even a thing 20 years ago. And now look at it, like content creators making millions and millions of dollars. So it's possible for you to be that ripple. So long as you get imaginative and choose to explore with curiosity and think beyond the myopic goals of this month or this quarter or even this year and look at how do those goals impact five generations down. And it is in this way that you experience your own coronation and you choose to rule your life, not, like I said, being a dictator over others, not lording your rule over others, but truly being the humble servant leader who is setting the pace of aspirational of what is possible for others. Like I said in my TED Talk, your life is a testimony for possibility. By becoming that person who changes the game, who literally creates a new system of operating, it ripples forth generationally. What is the change that you wish to create? And how do you need to embody that change? And the queen or king archetype who understands and accepts the responsibility that comes with the great power of generating the wealth, the responsibility, and the freedom that will ripple forth for generations. If this message resonated with you, please do me the huge favor and just share it with one person. One person who you see choosing to step into their sovereignty, who wants to step into their power even more, who wants to feel like they are the leader of their lives, and who is choosing to lean into their divine purpose and create a ripple effect that lasts for generations. I'm Kimberly Spencer, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and start creating a bigger impact now by sharing this with a friend. Just by doing that one simple act of kindness, you are creating a royal ripple to support more people in their sovereignty. And if you're not already following on social media, connect with me everywhere at crownyourself.now for more inspiration. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules. Because today, you crown yourself.